0: Welcome to NTD News Today. I'm Chris Beers. Here are today's top stories. The Biden administration is promising big emissions reductions by the end of the decade. But how do we get there? Climate envoy John Kerry talks about executive orders and more. U.S.-Canada immigration. Thousands illegally cross the border every month. Now the two countries strengthened immigration laws. But people keep coming. And the latest on the TikTok debate. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says a bill to ban the app is moving forward. The Biden administration wants a 50% reduction in emissions by the end of the decade. And climate envoy John Kerry says the administration is ready to employ executive orders and other measures to achieve just that. NTD's Daniel Monahan has the story.
1: Kerry spoke with Yahoo News last week. The climate envoy discussed Biden's Inflation Reduction Act and its projected effect on carbon emissions reduction. Well, we're doing a lot more than just the IRA. Kerry says the Inflation Reduction Act will achieve a 40% reduction on its own, but that the administration has a lot more plans to achieve the greenhouse reduction target level. That includes President Biden issuing executive orders. There'll be uh, changes on automobile, on light truck, heavy truck, heavy duty, a number of initiatives that are being taken by states, sub-national, uh, cities. According to Kerry, there are a lot of options in the toolkit. He added that industry is implementing a lot of changes on its own. He mentioned electric vehicles. According to Kerry, General Motors and Ford have said they'll only be making electric vehicles by 2035. He highlighted that improved efficiency in buildings is also playing a key role. The discussion then turned to China. Kerry praised the Asian nation for being the largest deployer of solar panels. He said China has deployed significantly more renewable energy than the US or Europe. In related news, Representative Guy Reschenthaler pressed Biden's Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm on China.
2: On 10 March of 2023, you said, and I quote, at the time you made that
1: comment, are you aware that 30% of the world's CO2 emissions came from China? Oh, yes. Granholm also acknowledged that China emits more than the U.S., the entire EU and Japan combined and that China's coal-fired plants generate nearly 25% of all the energy of U.S. production combined. Knowing that you knew all that when you made the comment, would you like to retract your praise for China?
2: No, my praise for China was on what they are doing to invest in clean energy, even as they are the world's largest emitter.
1: They are so, the they're world's the, so they're, largest the, lar- so they're the
2: largest emitter, and they we the, should be studying but they what have they're also, doing?
1: Reshenthaler the- also criticized a past comment of Holmes that the U.S. doesn't have the moral authority to criticize China. He pointed out a long list of their human rights violations. Holmes says her comments were taken out of context. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: New Yorkers who love cooking over a flame could soon find themselves out of luck. The Democratic government is close to passing a statewide gas stove ban on new homes. NTD's Kevin Hogan has more.
2: If successful, New York would be the first state in the country to pass such a law. The law would apply for most new constructions, including single-family homes and commercial buildings. The measure would also prohibit the installation of gas or oil-powered equipment. That also includes furnaces, water heaters, and clothes dryers using fossil fuels. Supporters hope that New York can take the policies of California and Washington to the next level. New York Republicans are outraged by the plan. Representative Nick Langworthy criticized Governor Kathy Hochul for not getting rid of her own gas stoves while also, quote, flying around on private planes.
0: Illegal immigration from the U.S. into Canada. The two countries recently toughened border security. However, some illegal immigrants are still heading north. Here's more.
3: President Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Friday announced changes to the Safe Third Country Agreement. That's after a record number of illegal immigrants arrived in Canada via unofficial border crossings. The Safe Third Country Agreement was signed in 2002. It originally meant immigrants crossing into Canada or the U.S. were turned back and told to apply for asylum in the first safe country they arrived in. The agreement initially only applied to formal border crossings, which left open unofficial border crossings. Now, after Friday's changes, it applies to the entire 4,000 mile land border. The two heads of state issued a joint statement saying they anticipate the rule change will deter irregular migration at our shared border. We will remain in close coordination as we work to implement this new agreement. Under the revised pact, anyone who crosses into either country anywhere along the land border and who applies for asylum within 14 days will be turned back. However, immigrants were still seen crossing into Canada from the U.S. on Saturday. Most cross at Roxham Road, a narrow dirt path linking New York State with the province of Quebec. People there unveiled this new sign informing people they could be arrested and returned to the United States if they crossed.
1: Entry in Canada, air, illegal. You understand? If you want to come to Canada, immigration over there. If you're
0: crossing air, you will be arrested. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Speak English?
3: Yes. According to the Canadian government, almost 5,000 migrants crossed into Canada by way of Roxham Road in January, another 4,500 in February.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way. Two illegal immigrants from Cuba sure proved that over the weekend. The pair flew a motorized hang glider into Key West Airport on Saturday.
4: Officials say they were not seriously injured. The U.S. Border Patrol took the two men into custody. Airport officials say there were no service interruptions. Florida has experienced an influx of illegal migrants from Cuba in the past months. In January, the Coast Guard returned 273 migrants off the Florida coast to Cuba. The Coast Guard says they intercepted more migrants from Cuba in 2022 than they had since the 1990s. Unrest, persecution and shortages of basic goods on the communist island nation have driven the recent increase.
0: Someone leaked Twitter source code online. The social media platform is taking legal action to find the culprit. NTD's Daniel Monahan has more.
1: A user named Free Speech Enthusiast posted the source code on the code-sharing platform GitHub. GitHub says it took down the code at Twitter's request. Twitter has asked for a subpoena to force GitHub to disclose who was behind the leak. The leak comes after Twitter CEO Elon Musk made a recent surprise announcement. Twitter plans to publish its algorithms that are used to recommend content. Musk says the social media platform will do that by March 31st. The move is unprecedented, as algorithms are usually closely guarded trade secrets.
0: U.S. lawmakers will move ahead with a controversial bill to get TikTok banned. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tweeted the news on Sunday, amid national security concerns about the China-owned video app. Here's the story.
5: There are growing calls in the United States to ban TikTok or to pass bipartisan legislation to give President Joe Biden's administration legal authority to seek a ban. Devices owned by the U.S. government were recently barred from having the app installed. McCarthy said on Twitter, quote, The House will be moving forward with legislation to protect Americans from the technological tentacles of the Chinese Communist Party.
2: TikTok needs to be an American company with American values.
5: On Thursday, House committee lawmakers from both parties grilled TikTok CEO Shozi Chu for about five hours over concerns involving the app. Asked if the app has spied on Americans at Beijing's request, Chu said no. But his answer sounded less firm regarding the company's disclosure in December that some China-based ByteDance employees had improperly accessed TikTok user data of two journalists and were no longer employed by the company. McCarthy also tweeted on Sunday that, quote, It's very concerning that the CEO of TikTok can't be honest and admit what we already know to be true. China has access to TikTok user data.
0: Actually, Four of the five most popular apps in the U.S. in March are Chinese apps. Tune in to our 5 o'clock business show with Don Ma for more details. And speaking of popular tech, AI bot ChatGPT had a data breach. OpenAI on Friday revealed that some user payment information was exposed.
1: OpenAI says there is currently no threat to users' data. A bug in an open source library triggered the incident, forcing offline emergency maintenance on March 20th. Many ChatGPT users reported that they could see titles from other active users' chat history, as well as other people's messages. The bug has since been patched. OpenAI says payment information from roughly 1% of users was also exposed, but the company didn't disclose the exact number of paying accounts that were compromised. It's unclear how many ChatGPT Plus subscribers there are. However, the company reported 100 million total users in February. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: Coming up, we hear from survivors of the devastating Mississippi tornado. They say they'll never forget the experience. That and more after the break. Welcome back. Residents who survived the devastating tornado that ripped through Mississippi say they will never forget the experience. The powerful storm has killed at least two dozen people and crushed hundreds of buildings. Here's the story. The-
6: Andre Williams says the tornado that flattened his Mississippi home only rolled overhead for mere moments. The storm that spawned it plowed through his town of Rolling Fork, among the hardest hit along a 170-mile path killing at least 25 people in the state and one in Alabama. Williams says he will never forget the sound of the tornado and what he heard after.
0: To hear that ruin for those five, six seconds seemed like a lifetime, you know. And I just knew, I mean, I just can't describe the the, the feeling of being, I can't get that out of my head every 45, 50 minutes, it just come back to me.
6: Rolling Forks Mayor Eldridge Walker told CNN on Saturday that at least a dozen of the deaths happened in the town. Resident LeBrian T. Knight says he survived, hidden in his mother's home with her, his nephews and nieces, as the windows blew out. His neighborhood is gone.
7: Yes, yes, I actually was born on this street here, a few houses down, and I grew up over here, where we're walking to. You can see that truck there. That's my brother. He's a truck driver. All of those trucks right there are his trucks.
6: Williams, the survivor, sits on the Rolling Fork Council. He's upbeat. The town can pull together.
7: There's physical damage. The
0: recovery is going to take a while. But emotionally and among other lines, we can come together right now.
6: On Sunday, Governor Tate Reeves told Mississippi residents help is on the way. The same day, President Joe Biden approved an emergency declaration. He called the images from Mississippi heartbreaking while pledging full federal support for the recovery.
0: And just after Biden approved disaster relief for Mississippi, more tornadoes touched down in Georgia. At least two twisters made their way through the state. Thunderstorms, tornado and flash flooding warnings were issued. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp declared a state
2: of emergency yesterday morning. Trees along the side of Interstate 85 were torn down. Nearly 100 structures were damaged in the town of West Point near the border of Alabama. Close to 30 suffered major damage. The storm brought large hail to the Atlanta area. At least three people were injured. No fatalities have been reported. Two tigers escaped from a zoo in Pine Mountain after the storm damaged their enclosure. They have been recovered and returned.
0: Airports, buses, and trains across Germany were brought to a halt this morning. The largest walkout in decades disrupted millions of commuters and travelers at the start of the work week. Here's the story.
7: Airports, train stations and bus stations across Germany were at a standstill on Monday. Millions of commuters and travellers were disrupted during one of the country's largest strikes in decades. The 24-hour walkout was organised by the Verdi Trade Union and railway and transport union EVG. The labour organisations represent more than 2.7 million employees collectively. It all marks the latest in months of industrial action throughout major European economies, as higher food and energy prices dent living standards. Two of the country's largest airports, Munich and Frankfurt, suspended flights, and long distance rail services were cancelled by German rail operator Deutsche Bahn.
3: We called on the EVG union to quickly return to the negotiating table. Today's strike is very irritating, and so is the fact that they are willing to negotiate with us only in five weeks. A solution to this wage dispute can only be achieved at the negotiating table.
7: According to newspaper Bild Am Sontag, the head of Verdi said the action was a matter of survival for millions of workers amid high inflation. German consumer prices rose more than anticipated in February, up 9.3% from a year earlier, even as the European Central Bank has been trying to tame cost pressures with a series of interest rate increases. The EVG chairman reportedly told newspapers on Monday that employers had not yet made a viable offer and warned that further strikes were possible, including over the upcoming Easter holiday period.
0: NATO on Sunday accused President Putin of dangerous and irresponsible nuclear rhetoric. The Russian president said he plans to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus.
4: Putin likened it to the U.S. stationing its weapons in Europe while insisting that Russia would not violate its nuclear non-proliferation promises. A NATO spokesperson said in emailed comments to Reuters on Sunday that Russia has consistently broken its arms control commitments. It's one of Russia's most pronounced nuclear signals since the beginning of its invasion of Ukraine 13 months ago. And Ukraine's foreign ministry on Sunday called for an extraordinary meeting of the U.N. Security Council and for the international community to take decisive measures to prevent Russia's use of nuclear weapons washington played down concerns white house national security council spokesman john kirby said the u.s had seen no sign that putin had moved any nuclear weapons Uh, i
2: can tell you that we've seen nothing that would indicate uh, mr putin is uh, preparing to to use tactical nuclear weapons in any way whatsoever in in, uh, ukraine and i can also tell you that we haven't seen anything that would cause us to change our own strategic nuclear deterrent posture
4: Meanwhile, Ukrainian forces have managed to blunt Russia's offensive in and around the embattled eastern city of Bakhmut, the scene of brutal fighting in the last few months. Ukraine's general staff said on Sunday that Ukrainian forces had repelled 85 Russian attacks over the past 24 hours, in several parts of the eastern front, including Bakhmut. Separately, Britain's defense ministry said the months-long Russian assault on the city had stalled, mainly as a result of heavy troop losses.
0: Moving over to the Middle East, tens of thousands took to the streets in Israel over the weekend. Tempers are boiling over plans to reform the country's judicial system. NTD's Daniel Monahan brings us more.
1: Massive crowds waving blue and white Israeli flags flooded the streets late Sunday night across the country. They chanted democracy and blocked streets and bridges. Mobs gathered outside Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's home in Jerusalem, at one point breaching a security cordon. Police used water cannons to force protesters off a Tel Aviv highway they had taken over and lit bonfires on. The mass protests were sparked by the firing of Defense Minister Yoav Gallant by Netanyahu on Sunday. Gallant refused to go along with the government's highly contested plan to overhaul the judicial system. The judicial reforms would give the government control over the appointment of judges. and Parliament would gain the power to override Supreme Court decisions. The government argues the changes are essential to rein in the Supreme Court They see the court as elitist and no longer representative of the Israeli people. Opponents say the plans threaten the foundations of Israeli democracy, and argue that Netanyahu is pushing through the changes because of his own ongoing corruption trial. Israeli President Isaac Herzog, whose post is largely ceremonial, urged the government on Monday to call off the reforms. The crisis comes as Israel's security establishment has been bracing for potential violence in the coming weeks. This as the Muslim holy month of Ramadan overlaps with the Jewish Passover and the celebration of Easter. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: A leisure time hobby turns into a serious sport. In the northern Australian city of Darwin, a team of talented rope jumpers are honing their skills for a world-class competition. Let's take a look.
3: They can sprint or fly through the air. They can jump sideways or even upside down.
0: Oh my gosh,
6: it's amazing.
3: These are some of the best jump rope athletes in Northern Territory Australia. Members of the squad in Darwin have represented their country in six world championships.
6: Me and my friend Howe set an Australian record. We've all won medals on a state level. We've all won medals on a national level. And a couple of us have won medals on an international level.
3: Emma Rowe is a coach for the Pumper Jumpers Club. Her mother helped found the group two decades ago.
7: Emma was a student at the school at the time, and uh, her and her friends, they fell in love with skipping, and so we just continued it.
3: In July, some of them will head to Colorado Springs for the next World Championships. Judges will evaluate performance based on their speed and how daring their feats are.
7: All
8: of our skippers that were of age or, um, or could be selected were selected this year, which is really cool. That's a first for us.
3: Their current training regimen is three times a week, but this will increase as the competition draws near, with the thought of medals on their minds.
0: Research shows that what we eat could help prevent hearing loss. So what exactly do we need to eat to protect our hearing? Here's Gina Marie with Strong Mind and Body.
8: Hearing loss is a condition usually associated with aging. It is the third most common chronic health issue in the United States. Nearly twice the number of people who report diabetes or cancer suffer from it. People of all ages can help to protect their ears from hearing loss by avoiding sounds that are loud and long-lasting. Loud music, concerts, leaf blowers, mowers, and other similar loud sounds can cause permanent hearing loss. Reducing the amount of time you're exposed to loud noises is key. Make sure you use ear protection like earmuffs or earplugs as this protects your hearing. It also decreases the amount of hearing you might lose as you age. In addition to a limiting noise exposure, research suggests that the consumption of certain foods can help. So what should you eat to keep your ears and hearing in top shape? Start by eating foods that are rich in vitamin A. These include leafy green vegetables, orange and yellow vegetables, red bell pepper, milk, beef liver, and fish oil. You'll also want to ensure that your diet is rich in vitamin C. These foods include red pepper, citrus fruit, kiwi fruit, strawberries, broccoli, and cantaloupe. Next is vitamin E. Consider wheat germ oil almonds, sunflower seeds, pine nuts, avocado, peanut butter, and fish. Magnesium is also important. Look for pumpkin seeds, almonds, spinach, cashews, peanuts, and black beans. Get your folate from these foods. Dark green leafy vegetables, beans, peanuts, sunflower seeds, fresh fruits and fruit juices, whole grains, liver, seafood, and eggs. And finally, let's not forget about omega-3 fatty acids. These include fish, whole grains, nuts, green leafy vegetables and oils like flaxseed and cod liver.
0: The first sign of spring, cherry blossoms. Thousands of people gathered in Washington DC on Sunday to take in the sights of the city's famed cherry blossoms in peak bloom.
2: The pale pink and white blossoms frame the pathways surrounding the city's iconic monuments. Locals and tourists were seen taking photographs and walking along the basin. The beloved trees were given as a friendship gift from Japan in 1912. The annual Cherry Blossom Festival commemorates the enduring gift of the nearly 3,000 trees and celebrates the relationship the two countries share. And over in Japan, Tokyo locals and tourists gathered at one of Japan's most popular cherry blossom viewing spots, the Ueno Park. Visitors enjoying the full bloom with picnics under the trees and taking pictures as the city eased its pandemic restrictions. For Japan, warm weather ushered in the full bloom nine days sooner than usual and one of the earliest in recorded history.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to share any news tips or feedback for the show, please feel free to email us at news.today at NTD.com. I'm Chris Beers, NTD News, New York City.